0: is the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Round ball left side coming in Bregman. He scoops the short hop, throws on a move to first in time, and that is a ball game. A World Series no-hitter for the Houston Astros as they blank the Philadelphia Phillies 5 to nothing. This World Series is all square at two games apiece.
1: We got a best of three World Series now. Game five coming up tonight. It'll be in Philadelphia. We also have Thursday night NFL football tonight between Houston and Philadelphia. (laughs) They're playing in Houston, the Eagles and Texans. Good sports day headed our way today. Thunder back in action tonight. They've won four in a row. They get the Denver Nuggets in the Paycom Center, 7 o'clock tonight. No real Thursday night college football games of note. Uh, But the OU soccer team plays tonight against TCU semifinals of the Big 12 tournament. They had that last second win in the quarters over Texas Tech on Sunday. So semis tonight against the two seed, the TCU Horned Frogs, you got uh, World Series, NFL, NBA, and uh, OU soccer all coming your way on this Thursday. Um, TJ, what do we need to tell folks about Saturday coverage
2: for us uh, down in Norman? TBD. All right, then. <laughs> they were working on something different yesterday, and oh. I don't think we've had verification. So uh, you will definitely be at Balfour, as usual, okay. in the same at, hour. You right. would be there from 10 to 11. Um, correct. So uh, the rest of the details I hope to have here, hopefully soon, maybe by the time the show ends.
1: Me, Plank, and Theodore, 10 to 11? Yes.
2: Okay. All right. We know
1: that. We, we know, know that. that.
2: And uh could be Steely at Balfour. It could be uh, Travis and Tyler. Still some things working out there. So, uh,
1: Okay, very good. So 10 to 11, Balfour on Saturday, and then as for us guys, we will start our network pregame show at noon at
2: um, FanFest there, the party at the Palace. Pir- party? Party at the Palace uh, at You noon. are lucky you don't need a potty at the Palace after uh, the last few days you've had.
1: Uh, TBD. <laughs> We shall see. How about this news that broke yesterday, TJ? Gonzaga's athletic director met in person with Big 12 renegade commissioner uh, Brett Yormark Yeah, about the possibility of, of joining the Big 12. Chris Standiford is his name. They met at the Hyatt in Frisco. I'm aware of it. While the Zags were in the Dallas area to play Tennessee in a scrimmage. They had one of those, you know, secret secret scrimmages. Gonzaga and Tennessee met in Dallas for a secret scrimmage. Now it's not secret anymore. We don't know anything about the scrimmage, but we do know (laughs) that Gonzaga (laughs) is trying to join the Big 12. Sources indicate that Gonzaga has been exploring its conference options. Big East is also a possibility with them.
2: They've been engaged. Uh, What do you think about this move for the Big 12? uh great in basketball. I don't know if it does much else for you. Um their baseball program's been decent at times. Yeah, um, last year they were really good. They were really good. Oh,
1: you's going up there to play them this year maybe. Yeah.
2: Um but another draw, another market, another area of, you know, television eyeballs that would draw you into the Big 12. So, um they've got to do what they can and that's a, a, especially in basketball. That's a that's a big time name to get. You're already a tremendous basketball conference. So, even with the additions of Houston and Cincinnati and some other schools. So um, add to that, I guess. Do they play Lean football? Stupid question here. Does Gonzaga oh, have a football well, team? Well, saying that, I just assumed it. But now that you question that, I don't think they do now that you're saying that. I think this would be a this would be a straight uh, the other sports, wouldn't it? Uh, I wasn't even thinking that when I was saying that. Yeah, they don't play football. I don't think they play football. No, they don't. I don't ever remember seeing Gonzaga on a football field. West say that.
1: Coast Conference is what they're in. Let me see here. I think that's... Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe they're like a D2 team that we don't... I mean, they play down a level. But a huge
2: it? draw for them in, in basketball, absolutely.
1: The, I mean, the interesting thing there for me would be if they did this, this would be the first time that I can remember that a Power 5, which the Big 12
2: is, would make a... Pure basketball, basketball move. Basketball move. And if you're Kansas, do you want this move being made? Yeah. You do? Sure, why not? I don't know. I think they enjoy winning a lot of conference titles, and that would be cut into, I think. I think Gonzaga would take some of those from them.
1: Well, I see what you're saying. But I think the, the same reason Oklahoma's going to the SEC Good yeah, Good point. Good point. Yeah, is – I mean you want your conference to be as uh, high profile and good as possible. And I mean my question about Kansas would be if Gonzaga does this, is that enough to keep to make Kansas say okay, we're sticking around in the Big 12 or is the Big 10 still more attractive to them if that offer came along? Um but yeah, I mean it would be intriguing to see a conference for the, you know, for the first time go, "Yep, yeah, we're going to bolster our basketball, which is already
2: great, right?" Yeah, they don't need help in that sport.
1: They're already regards- Even with
2: the two programs leaving, they don't need help because they're bringing in programs that have good bas- uh, you know, schools that have good basketball programs, so the, not to the level of OU in Texas, but good ones. Uh Cincinnati
1: Good. Houston. UCF has been okay. Houston went to the Final Four, right? Right. But I mean, there's history there
2: with Houston. Yeah, not, I mean, not, you're right. Not OU not Texas Not OU good. Texas history, but yeah. Mm-mm.
1: But Gonzaga would, poof. yeah, I'd be, I'd be an, a nice pickup. How about the baseball trip every year? <laughs> I mean, we're doing it this year, so, but you would have a team in Orlando and a team in Spokane, Washington in the same conference. Oh, well, UCF goes to play Good Gonzaga gracious. and vice versa. How about that road trip? No, no. I mean, I'm, West Virginia for that matter, nah, too.
2: You're meeting in the middle somewhere, playing Kansas City something. I don't know.
1: Beating <laughs> <laughs> Dallas like the basketball teams did. In you the start
2: end. walking your end, I'll start walking mine. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> Go Diamond Rio. Uh, I,
1: I, I can't help but wonder if the uh, – one thing about this that seems fishy is didn't we just get an announcement about a television the, the TV deal?:
2: Right, That's what I was about to ask you. Was this discussion involved that ESPN knew about as part and Fox as part of this television deal? because I thought this was settled?
1: I don't think they could because this, this says they just met, so um, m- maybe there's a clause in there for that being somewhat flexible uh, it says they're near an agreement on a six-year extension. So maybe there's still some room in there for flexibility or to add to the dollar amount. (laughs) What's
2: Gonzaga worth to ESPN? Yeah, I don't know the answer to
1: that. It's not as much as if you were bringing in, obviously, a high-profile football program, but it's something. You know, they they put a lot of basketball on ESPN, too. So having Gonzaga, Kansas, Gonzaga, you know, Baylor won the national championship two years ago, that's worth something. So I would imagine you'd get a little bit of a – Push up in the uh, dollar amount. I mean,
2: he's thinking, I'll give him credit. He's thinking outside the box because to me, it is a weird move because it's not based around football. And I think that's where you need to bolster yourself if you're going to start adding schools because of the two you're losing. But, you know, he's kind of, this sounds like he's leaning into, hey, this is a great big time basketball program. Why not continue to add to our, you know, yeah, our profile in basketball here? So.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, the the interesting thing would be, do you keep it even? Like, if they get Gonzaga, do they need somebody else? Or is it okay to have an odd number? Um, and if you add somebody else as just a basketball school, you know, who would that be? Who out there could even things up but not mess you up football-wise? Or does that even matter?
2: Well, don't you have an odd number in baseball? Yeah. So, I mean... Just we pick up roll a baseball with it. program and, and... Just roll with the odd number in basketball? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not that big of a deal, probably. They all play each other anyway. You just have a... Everybody's got a day off. Mm-hmm. One team is off every time the conference plays. Uh, some things have started to leak out about the Big 12 schedule that I guess is going to be revealed uh, later this month, maybe early December, but somebody down in Houston is flapping their gums because we're starting to find out some things about the Houston schedule. I guess according to the Houston Chronicle, the uh, the Cougars' first year in the Big Twelve will start with home games against. Uh, will include home games against TCU and Texas. So, the big news there is that Texas is included in the 2023 football schedule that's going to be released. Uh, which would assume that uh, Oklahoma is included on it as well. Now, does that mean anything? Um, Yeah, probably.
2: Are they leaking false information just to stay in the news knowing that that's a fake schedule, though? <laughs> this guy's next level. I just said he's you've thinking been, outside the box. You've been watching a lot of Dateline. <laughs> it's what I would do as commissioner. I'm like, hey, go ahead, map up these uh, schedules. With Texas uh-huh. and OU and we'll make a bunch of fake schedules, leak it out, yeah. and then we'll pop them with the uh, actual schedule when these two are bailing at the end of the year. I don't think OU and Texas are bailing. I think they will go
1: if they're released without penalty. I've said this all along. Right? Yeah. No. I and maybe I know that's what they're waiting on. Maybe we're close to reaching that point. Although my understanding is this new television agreement will start in twenty-five. Correct. When yes. the old one's over. So I don't know that there's financial benefit for the Big 12 to release OU in Texas. Now, if they end up making, you know, if if ESPN and Fox come to them and say, let's start it now, then there is. Then they say, okay, we don't need you anymore. We're getting the 50 mil a year now. But if that's not the case, I, I know that a lot of people, and I think you're one of them, I think Teddy's one of them, Think that this is it. This is the last year I know he's going to the SEC next year. I have yet to see anything or hear anything to lead me to believe that
2: that is the case. Well, I haven't seen anything to, to make me believe otherwise either. My, my thing is, all along, I just don't see why the Big 12 holds on to them. You're trying to rebrand yourself. You're trying to become something different. Why hold on to them? Let them go. I realize there's a lot of money there. But that'll all be worked out. Television will work something out. It'll all pan out somehow. You may lose a little bit, but
0: figure I'm, it out and okay, move on, on with second.
2: your new marketing, your new your new schools. Start building for that. Why hold on to it knowing that you're just holding on to it and you're mixing them in now with those schools? It just That's just all weird to me.
1: It's weird, but you know what the answer is. The answer is what the answer always it's, is. It's money. It's money. I know. And – you say the television networks will work it out or whatever. That would require, I think, and I'm just an amateur working my way through this with my brain. That would require, I think,
2: ESPN writing Fox a big check. It is, because I've heard that's what the 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 one holdup is Fox isn't budging on this. No, why would they? Because of the money involved. They've
1: right. got OU in Texas for two two more years to roll into big noon kickoffs or or just to put on their platforms why in the world would they say ad doesn't go for it we get UCF now Uh,
2: no that's why I'm saying something has to be worked out on their end where they're accepting of this it just I don't understand why the big 12 wouldn't work really hard with them to make it happen
1: well I'm saying I don't think the big 12 has a lot to do with it I think the Big 12 could call up ESPN and say, pretty please, would you just write them a big check so that OU and Texas could go? Right. I don't think ESPN is in the habit of writing Fox big checks. Now, would ESPN love to have OU in the SEC now? OU in Texas next year for their SEC package? I don't think it kicks in. When does the CBS package end and the new ESPN, is it 24 or 25? Like, we haven't even started that yet. Mm-hmm. So the incentives financially are maybe not as much there for everyone to jump early. And you add on top of that the whole OU aspect of it of saying, you yeah, know, maybe it would be good to have a couple of years of recruiting classes under Brent's belt to kind of fortify things before we make the jump. I just don't get a lot of sense of urgency out there by anyone other than fans who are tired of the Big 12. And that
2: doesn't put money in pockets. You're telling me people involved in college athletics don't have a sense of urgency? I would be sure. No. (laughs) Crazy things
1: happen all the time. So I do leave the – like I had no – like it's shocking things seem to happen every summer. Mm -hmm. So the door is open for something shocking to happen this summer. And we find out they're going now. And somebody agreed to something and they're going now. I think that's definitely possible. I'm just trying to make it make sense
2: as to why that would happen in my head, and I haven't figured that I, out I yet. I get your side of it, and then I go in my head and I say, why not move on? But I get it's, it's it's There's so much money tied to it. I understand that, and I understand that ESPN isn't going to write Fox this check and say, let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. They're hurting too bad as a company as it is mm-hmm. as a whole, so, you know. If we were in better times and hadn't gone through the pandemic and ESPN and Disney had lost billions of dollars, the check may have already been written. Break time. We'll be back.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108.
2: Toby and TJ back with you on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Home of the $899 listing fee. Terry will list your home, sell it for $899. No hidden fees. Do the same as uh, any other realtor out there. Great job. Do it for thousands less. 405 361 3380 or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Um, skipping through. Uh, Bagwell is in. Is he really? Hmm. I, yes, I sort of remember that, but surprised he got in with the controversy surrounding some other guys, but I guess he was just never in a Jose Canseco book. Um, Women's game tonight has uh, free admission. Yeah, it's an
1: exhibition against Mm -hmm. Emporia State tonight. Is that right? I think exhibition game tonight for
2: Jenny Baranchek's team at six. Thank you
1: for reminding me that.
2: Uh, maybe Eufaula has been duped enough times to know that all the hype about the weather in this state is <laughs> bullcrap, and they're not afraid to get wet. So, well, maybe.
1: Hmm. Uh, I love it when people get mad about weathermen being wrong.
2: How dare they change how that forecast? How dare
1: they not know exactly where the molecules and the wind and the atmosphere are going to move at the
2: exact time they told me it was going to be there. Gonzaga's last football season, 1941, they were 0-1, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gave it up, I guess. So, nah, that's enough. Man,
1: I'm really looking forward to that trip. Uh, we went to Spokane, buddies' sophomore year, I think was it, and uh, NCAA tournament in Spokane. Lost to North Dakota State in overtime. Remember Buddy had the wide open they ran a beautiful three at the end of a play at the end of regulation, got Buddy a three and he missed it to win it. And then lost to the Bison in overtime. First round NCAA tournament. But the city's beautiful. We that's the place where we stayed on one side of the river and the arena was on the other and there was this bridge you walked across, and it's the raging river goes through town. It's not like some calm, serene creek. It's a roaring Rapids River that goes through the middle of Spokane, Washington. It's beautiful. So baseball's playing up there this uh, uh, spring, end of the season. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to that trip.
2: First king of the mountain pick is in for this week. All right. Tanya C. Chiefs. How are you this far into the season? You a, haven't taken the Chiefs yet. That's impressive. uh so there's five left
1: on the mountain. All five of you got your picks right last week. Tanya C. is the first one in this week. Sam from Wayne, Ryan Taliaferro, Mickey from Ringling, and Jason C. in Okmulgee. I need your picks either today or tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m., please. Yeah, that's very good of Tanya to get Tanya to get this deep. <laughs> I got you doing <laughs> <laughs> And ha- not used uh, Patrick Mahomes yet. Uh, big thanks to the
2: House Smith Restaurant Group. You know the only
1: only worry I would have in that game is if somehow Andy Reed gets distracted by a giant Mr. Goodbar or something, you know. Oh man, I hit the hit the play hit the uh sounder and TJ doesn't have me up. Oh, so. sorry. There I'll leave it up. I'll leave it up. Mr.
0: Goodbar he calls me, you know, and says, "Andy come meet me." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Update Toby and TJ. I got the airplane started. Yes. Now I just got to figure out how to fly it. (laughs) Something about a Wolverine. Just kidding. Have a great day. Way to go. Good job. Obviously, his first flight with Southwest, his first official flight, he's got to take us on the flight now, right? I want to be on no one's first flight. No? You don't want to? No. You don't trust Southwest Okie?
1: Uh, It's not that I don't trust Southwest Okie. It's that I don't want to be anyone's first flight.
2: All right, welcome aboard, everyone. This is my first flight. Uh, I did a lot of studying on Wolverines before starting this plane, so hopefully this goes well. 10,000 hours, please, before you have me in your plane. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Also tonight, Bixby and Jinx on national television. Yeah, that's right. ESPN2 tonight for that one. Man, would this be the ultimate curse if they drop one finally? Uh, what is it, 56, seven, I 57?
1: I think it's 70-some, isn't it? Oh, is it up to 70 now? Let's see, Bixby. Somebody,
2: somebody let us know what Bixby's win streak is at right now. Um, Yeah, you want no part of ESPN if you end <laughs> up losing that game. Mickey Worley from Ringling is also taking the Chiefs. Wow, look at these people. Got it. Uh, good morning, TJ. You guys are burying the lead. The Boston, uh, the Boston Bruins are nine and one with the best start in team history. How about that? Hockey's way, already started the season. Way
1: to go, Boston Bruins! Oh
2: my heavens! <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, so the Big 12 money is the same until 25, since they are bringing in four new teams. As OU and Texas have to take a smaller share, or do the other eight schools. Oh, this has been asked several times. So I don't know if you've ever found out an official answer. My,
1: I did find out an official answer. Remember, I told you the next. Day oh, that's on the radio, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The official answer is: uh, We are not allowed, <laughs> to, are talk not allowed to talk about that. About you'll it. have to ask the Big 12 office. That's right.
2: Uh, my call, guess is this. My call guess, your remark. He'll answer anything. It sounds like
1: my guess is this. And we really need Noble or a lawyer out there to help me with this. If you have a contract for a certain dollar amount and you come back and tell two of those schools, sorry, you're going to have to take a lesser amount now because we've invited some more people in. You're in a breach of contract at that point.
2: Right, which is what a lot of people were speculating. They thought, well, now they can walk because these new schools are being added.
1: So I don't know why we haven't heard about it, if we haven't heard about it, but I'm guessing there's supplemental income for the addition of these four schools for the next two years. They're not taking it out of the current pie. If they are, it ain't coming out of OU in Texas because that would be the – Opportunity for them to say, sorry, we're no longer beholding to this contract. We're out of here. That's my guess.
2: But OU's not saying anything. As an OU fan, I want B V to get his players in so we go in and in 2025. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody.
1: Good to see you, coach. Um I'm torn on that. I get I get that and I and I don't disagree with it. It would be nice for there to be a couple of recruiting classes before OU goes to the SEC. On the other hand, I do think this whole getting ourselves gussied up to go to the SEC thing is a little bit silly. Like we like we got to win it in year 1 or they're going to think we're a bunch of idiots. Like whenever OU goes, they're going to be fine in the SEC. They're going to be fine. S- people are so gaga over that conference, it's going to be so disappointing, I'm afraid, when they get there and look around and go, oh, well, these people are just like uh, the Big 12 people, uh, only they're a lot more obnoxious. And it's just <laughs> as easy to beat them as it was to beat the other guys. And uh, the same problems we had before, we had now, except Alabama and Georgia live here. Um, I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. I just whole like, we got to have everything perfect. All of the facilities got to be perfect. All of the rosters got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect before we go into the SEC because we're going to come down the grand staircase and we want all our hairs to be in place and our makeup to just be perfect so that when we enter the SEC all the other schools go oh my gosh look how beautiful Oklahoma is.
0: She just go. Had some
1: work done. Just go when we go and and we'll win and we'll we'll win some
2: will lose some but what all sports we're going to be fine. You could have three straight number 1 recruiting classes and you can go in there and those fan bases are just still going to be like yeah you've seen nothing like this though. Yeah. They it, don't care what you The had, major done in the last
1: adjustment is going to be you're going from being a big dog to living in the uh imaginary outhouse of the SEC. All those fan bases are going to treat us like crap for a while
2: because we're the new guys. We don't belong here. You're not an SEC team. For a while, probably forever. They all. Uh, it's not like they're treating each other great, besides their SEC chant. But How do we still think about West
1: Virginia to this day? It's like, eh, nah. they're not really in our conference. Why do we go to West Virginia I for? watched TCU this year, and I'm like, who do they think they what are? What is West Virginia? You know, so – I mean, they're going to have more respect for us because Oklahoma and the national championships and all that kind of stuff, but it's going to be really annoying. They're going to look at us the way TJ looks at um, Gonzaga or minor, you know, non-Power 5 schools. UCF. Cinderella's in the NCAA tournament. Ah, new guy. Hey, wipe your feet before you come into our conference. Boise
0: State. We'll be back. The ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown Ohaver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Feels like you've gotten your uh, problems taken care of over there. Everything They're running working smoothly through some now. things.
2: So the computer seems to be working a little better. That's why I'm testing this song on it's good. the old YouTube here, so appears to be. I really hope
1: uh I really hope you and everybody else that's struggling with the ESPN plus thing can get it figured out i did hear from um uh over in the athletic uh offices this week that numbers and I, i'm trying to get some exact numbers but numbers are massively up this year good for uh viewership across the board on all of the uh you know that platform stuff that used to be on valley sports the soccers and volleyballs and coaches shows and uh, everything across there compared to a year ago, exponentially up. So I'll try to get some numbers and pass them along if if we can get access to them. So twelve
2: point six billion per show is what I'm seeing here on the. Yeah, I think show. you're close
1: to that. Yeah, yeah. Is that the Huddle or the Rudy uh, show? Uh, is that the Brent, Brent uh, Venables show?
2: Sooner Sports Talk twelve point six billion. Huddle twelve point four. So uh, Venables drawing slightly higher. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um.
1: So I know it's not college basketball season yet, but this caught my eye. ESPN put out a thing uh, of the top 100 newcomers this year. So they're counting freshmen and transfers. And I'm not. I'm just gonna focus because I was looking, you know, quickly down the list. Grant Sherfield, by the way, is number 20 on the list. OU's uh, transfer from Nevada, who's going to be their starting point guard this year, the Big 12 newcomer of the year. But I was looking at this. So number one on their list. Arkansas, uh, freshman Nick Smith, arguably the best NBA prospect in college basketball this season. OU plays Arkansas, TJ, in Tulsa. Yes. December whatever it is. December 10th. Number two on the list, Keontae George, Baylor freshman. OU plays Baylor twice this year. (laughs) I see where you're going here. Number three on the list. Cam Whitmore, Villanova, freshman. Ah. December third, right? December third in Philadelphia. OU gets Villanova. However, Whitmore, it says, will miss time this season after suffering a broken thumb earlier this fall. When he's healthy, he'll make a huge impact. So I don't know exactly mm-hmm. when that's gonna be.
2: Well, you would think a broken thumb, when did it say earlier this offseason? This fall. This fall? That's Depends fall on day, if like it's a, shooting hand or not. Yeah, I guess so. But that seems like it would be over within like four weeks. But maybe I'm wrong.
1: There's different degrees of broken thumbs. Was the was the bone sticking out of the skin or was <laughs> okay. it like a crack? Well, yeah, if
2: we're going to that extent,
1: I guess yeah. so. Did you see the thing about uh, Isaiah Coe last week, by the way, who he tweeted after the game. He broke his finger in the game last week. Right. He tweeted after the game something like, have you all ever seen your bone stick out of your skin? Yeah, that's not
2: good. pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's not cool at all. According to Isaiah, it was uh, awesome. No, it's not Isaiah. You ever no. had one of those? I've bone out of skin. Never broke a bone in my life. Knock on wood. That's not true. Never, never. That's not true. You're brittle as they come. <laughs> you seem to think that, but <laughs> I have not ever broke anything. I've uh, you know had some ha- uh, ankle issues and some. Mm-hmm. Quad issues, and I've never broke anything. Really, Mm-mm.
1: I've broken both pinkies.
2: You and Bob, yeah,
1: but mine have pretty much grown back nicely. <laughs> you know, I haven't asked him yet because I. Uh, but Brent's got like a crooked pinky. One of one of Brent's pinkies, I think it's his left one, because I think it's the one closest to me when around the stage, is bent and doesn't look like it straightens. Like at the final knuckle. So I'm wondering. That's got to
2: be. That was uh, in their early days. uh, They were at Champions one night, and Brent (laughs) says, "Oh, you think that finger's crooked? Watch
1: this." (laughs) There, he's trying to one up Bob. Yeah. Okay. So, just to recap: number one, Arkansas freshman Nick Smith. Number two, Baylor freshman Keontae George. Number three, Villanova freshman Cam Whitmore. Number four is a transfer, Kendrick Davis uh, to Memphis this year, and number five is another freshman from Alabama. Brandon Miller. Alabama is OU's draw in this year's Big 12 SEC Challenge in January. So the top four freshman impact players this year, according to ESPN, are all on OU's schedule. Arkansas, Baylor twice, Villanova, and Alabama. Mm. We're going to see some some big-time young talent. We're going to see some guys this year who are going to – Maybe be high NBA picks. Be potential Thunder lottery picks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sam Presti's going to be at some OU games this year, TJ. Um Here's the other thing. Those schools I just named were not Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. You know? Well, that's true, yeah. The top freshman and impact guys in the country, Arkansas, Baylor, Villanova, and Alabama. Now, Baylor won the national championship two years ago, and Villanova's certainly a blue blood, but... Duke, they're coming. I mean, they're they're on this list. It's just interesting that the top guys are not all going to Duke or Kentucky. But
2: even uh, Villanova dealing with the coaching situation, uh, new coach situation. So it's not like they're going for. I forgot about Jay that. Wright. Yeah, I forgot about it. Jay Wright's not going to be there, is he? One of the nicest
1: coaches I've ever had the uh, hap- the opportunity to deal with was Jay Wright out in Hawaii. Um, you know, like for example, your boy Dave Aranda declined an interview this week. We always ask the opposing. Head coaches, football, basketball. I love that. I told him to. Will you do a pregame interview with us? Football is about fifty-fifty. Basketball, uh, oh. basketball coaches are probably maybe less than fifty-fifty on a game day. They'll be like, if you want to record something in advance, I'll do it. But game day, I got my routines and all. You know, they like to sit back in the locker room and stare at the whiteboard, and I don't know, they're quirky. But maybe the two. The two nicest opponent head coaches that have ever dealt with. Uh, Jay Wright at Villanova, when we were in Hawaii, you remember the game that was played at Pearl Harbor, TJ? Yes. Uh, oh, you played Villanova the year that Villanova won the national championship mm-hmm. and killed them out there. And I went to the SID and said, long shot here, I know, but would Coach Wright be open for a pregame interview? And he goes, oh, yeah. Go, just go right over there and talk to him. I was like, don't you want to go ask him on my behalf? Because usually that's how it works. He goes, oh, no, he won't care. So I walked over and I said, you know, I introduced myself. And he goes, yeah, sure. Sat down. He asked me all about myself and my family and what Pearl Harbor's like. And I was, I'm like, dude, you're Jay Wright. You know, we probably talked for 20 minutes for a two-minute interview in the pregame show, but super nice guy.
2: My You're 120- making a lot of women happy right now that are listening.
1: My one 20-minute experience with – with uh, Jay Wright was very now the other very pleasant. second I would say nicest coach I've ever dealt with opposing coach in basketball Rick Barnes
2: uh, people aren't going to like mm. to hear that because when he was at he was that at Texas. That kind of surprises me actually Jay Wright doesn't I could see him being a really nice guy and uh, talkative and and Same inviting. way Rick Barnes same huh. way. That one surprises me a he would bit.
1: always invite there's a um, uh, coaches room next to the Visiting locker room in the Lloyd Noble Center, and he'd always invite me up there to do a pregame interview. I've told this story before, but if you're new to the show, one year, Texas coming off a loss comes into Norman. I go ask if I can do a pregame interview with Rick. He says, yeah, absolutely. We go up into the coach's office, me and him, the coach's office, and we start the interview, and in the middle of his first answer, there's a huge toilet flush. Well,
2: oh, I, I remember that. That's right. I do remember that. There's a
1: connecting bathroom for the coaches to use attached to the coach's dressing room. And some assistant in there flushes the, the commode, and it's like one of those big whoosh, you know, like the – not the – it's whoosh, really loud. <laughs> And I get done with my two questions for him for the pregame interview, and I said, he's laughing about it when it's happening. You know, we're both kind of laughing. And uh, we finish, and I go, do you want to do that again? He goes, nah, we deserve a toilet flush in the middle of uh, our answer the way we're playing basketball right now. So, no, he was great. Rick Barnes was always great.
2: Huh. I do remember the toilet flush, though. If you want to interview Dave Aranda, I can stand in for him. Mm. Uh, he has given me permission. Uh, to do that throughout the year, so just let me know.
1: Well, I always like to get the head coaches on. Uh, It would be fantastic. However, was not exactly looking forward to having to prepare 25 questions for a two-minute Dave Aranda interview.
2: Does not compute. (laughs) That would be answer one. (laughs) Yes. No. Perhaps. No game time decision
1: next question so anyway uh what we're talking about oh men's basketball OU is gonna run into a bunch of talented freshmen it looks like this year on their schedule we need a break it is a thursday morning on the t-row in the morning show here on
0: the ref make the right call for ou coverage in the sooner state lock it on the ref sports radio network your home for sooner fans
2: T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. I've been telling you for a long time. Home of the eight ninety nine listing You've fee. Been you're to wasting them. thousands of dollars, that's on you at this point. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Call Terry. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Air Comfort Solutions text yeah, line. Yeah, go ahead. Guys, can we pay some respect to the goat? The softball schedule was released. Yes. Can we get a mention? We just did. Uh, Yeah, let's uh, look at the softball schedule. Softball schedule was released. Um,
1: Let's see here. Uh, Patty Gasso is going to be the head coach again this year. The two-time defending national champions will match up against 20 schools that reached the tournament last year. 14 home games at Marita Hines Field. That seems low. How many games are in a a softball season, TJ? Uh, 85. 14 home games? That's usually in the fifties. The non conference schedule highlighted by a competitive opening weekend at the Mark <laughs> look, look, Patty's home games are in Bermuda yeah. and uh exotic places. She is <laughs> she's not coming to Norman. <laughs> Mark Campbell invitational uh to where they open the season. Matchup of uh juggernauts, OU and UCLA at the Mary Nutter Classic. A home midweek against Florida State and a trip to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. That highlights the schedule this year, Teach. 29th year for Patty Gasso. How about that? Um, uh, let me just click on this here and see what I can tell you about who they open. They open with Duke. Uh, they got Duke Liberty and St- Luke Duke Liberty, Stanford, Washington and San Jose State in their opening weekend. So, there you go.
2: There you go. She kind of goes against my uh, my theory that coaches run their course despite even if they're Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, it's a stupid theory. Uh, she just keeps getting stronger. Sometimes
1: people just need a change. <laughs> she just keeps getting
2: stronger. <laughs> kind of goes against my <laughs> argument there. Sometimes you stay too long. You know, you overstay your welcome. Hey, John, if you're listening, turn off your radio. I'm about to give another pick. And if you don't like it, I don't care. Oh, boy. Uh, Jason C. Who's and, John? Uh, a weirdo. Just wants to gripe all the time about everything we do. So hey, turn to the channel. Thanks. Turn to the channel. Thanks. Turn to the channel. Thanks. Don't know why he ever turns it to the channel. Yeah, he's always turning the channel. Save
1: yourself and us, uh, you know, the uh, hassle and just leave it on the other station.
2: Please. Okay. What do you got? Buffalo for Jason C in Oak Mulgee. Got it? That's pretty good too, man. The Chiefs in Buffalo this far into the That's season. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh Bixby, Uh fifty-eight is the streak. Yeah, so I was right. Fifty eight. <laughs> I think you said in the seventies. Mm, maybe I did, yeah. <laughs> maybe I did. <laughs> Boy, a lot of people knew that. Fifty eight straight. Uh Joe C said twenty twenty five. Next subject, please. Joe C has Josie says a lot of things that uh ends up changing. Joe C has always
1: said Our contract is up in 2025. That is when we will be going to the SEC unless something changes. That's what he has said. So the unless something changes always hangs out there.
2: Uh, Joe also told me on this radio show I will never have black football uniforms on the field. He hasn't. He technically gave me anthracite, so he got around that, but it's still technicality, Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there could be a technicality that moves
1: OU prior <laughs> to 2025. Right. That's
2: exactly right. Uh, when Hicks attends Bedlam and watches the Sooners win big, he'll be a Sooner by Monday morn. Hmm. You can't mention anything about that, but Well, I can't to- say I can't say names, but it sounds
1: like uh, there was some good news in that regard that mm-hmm. he's still going to come and The door's uh, open. Still going to come and visit, so that can't make Jimbo happy, right? Jimbo's got big problems in a lot of areas right now. I don't right cheat. Now. No, don't lie. <laughs> he's got,
2: he's, I, wonder, I wonder which one of his ranches he's at today. <laughs> uh, Sam from Wayne, uh, the Bengals.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Boy, we almost got everybody in on a Thursday. That's Yeah, nice. we're only
1: missing Ryan Taliaferro, and we'll have everybody.
2: And uh, last one here before we get out of the top of the hour. Don't forget about Tennessee. They're a problem going forward. Good old
1: Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it going. Josh Heupel's Josh got Heupel's it going. got it going, man. man.
2: That guy's got it going. LSU's
1: on. good. Texas A&M's a juggernaut. Alabama's a, a iconic program. Georgia's great. You never know about the Gators, TJ. Holy cow. How are we ever? Auburn. Don't forget. Auburn's going to get a new head coach. New coach. They're yeah. about to surge. Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing. Mike Leach is amazing. Man, oh, man. What a conference. How are we ever going to win a game Ooh, down there? No, I can't wait. Make sure we get ourselves all uh, gussied up and showered before we go so they'll accept us and be friends with us and everything. We'll be back.